Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. Guys, it's football season. It is football season. There is no better time to be listening to this podcast than when the most incredible sport in the entire world is being played. College football has been on our television screen, will be on our television screen, and will continue to be on our television screen until the very last bowl game is played. We have lots to talk about today. We get to preview the Big 12. This will be our last win total preview. We get to talk about Week 0 football, and we get to preview BYU football. Their Week 1 game and the entirety of the season as well, we will preview. We got the Tipsy 10 that's back. There is so much content in this episode. It's crazy. Football's back, baby. Football is freaking back. To get prepared for football, make sure you're following us on Instagram and Twitter at Loyal2RoyalPod. We'll find lots of fun and interactive content. We're getting in on the absolute best. Um, get, we're getting the absolute best uh, content we can up there. Jared's pumping out some incredibly beautiful and artistic and aesthetic content out there. Uh, shout out to Jared for that. Um, make sure that you're looking at the weekend watch guides as well. Football season is back, so that means weekend watch guides are back as well. Go to our website, royalstrongandtrue.com, where you will find those weekend watch guides that show what games to watch, when to watch them, and where to watch them as well. Without further ado, let's get into the episode, guys. Let's move. Go Tigers. That field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here, that's right! Let's back this ruler. Yeah! <laughs> let's go wild, let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. And welcome back, everybody. It's been a while, but we're back. We're back, baby. We are back, and we are so back, just like college football is so back. And uh, with college football being so back, we have a lot to get to today. So we're going to streamline some things. Oh, heck yeah. We are going to fly through this episode. It's going to be very fun. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff here. Uh, But we do need to get things started right away. So item number one, the BYU depth chart was released. We have a depth chart. We have a two slash three slash sometimes four deep roster. Uh, Justin, what are the things that jump out to you uh, when you first saw this depth chart? Or. 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 There's or all over the place. You got to love week one depth charts that are just an absolute hodgepodge of whoever's healthy and whoever showed up to practice. Absolutely (laughs) love it. Um, Super glad that college football is back. We watched the kickoff of college football season at Buffalo Wild Wings. No better place to be. And then we saw the BYU depth chart come out the big things that jump off of me um maybe i'm just blind and maybe you have some insight into this um where is ice where is isaiah moa uh not not on this depth chart yeah for those of you that remember ice he was a four-star recruit uh one of the highest rated d tackles that we had ever signed or defensive ends and then he gray shirted last year i want to say a gray shirted red shirted whatever it was one of the two 
and I just haven't seen anything from him. You'd think if he was a four-star, he'd be producing at least at a second-string level already. Uh, where's he at? Uh, I actually don't know um, because he's he's not listed on the depth chart. I assume that it's an injury, though, because um, I heard several players, uh, Ben Bywater, one of them namely, that mentioned ice as one of the players that has been showing out in practice and showing improvement and making a case to be starting. So I assume that it has to be something injury related if he's not on this roster with how many people Hmm. have been talking about him in the media availability. Kind of how Talon Alfrey is not on the not on the depth chart. Yeah, exactly. Um, And with Talon Alfrey, they they talked about him having an injury. He was set to be the backup to Micah Harper, who is supposed to be the starter. Uh, obviously, out for the season, Micah Harper, we wish him well. Uh, but now we have third string, or the third guy uh, that is going in there to play the strong safety position. That is Ethan Slade. Now, that name does not bo- – that, that definitely jumped off the depth chart to me because it does not bring a lot of confidence uh, to me, seeing Ethan Slade as our starting strong safety. Um, and our free safety is Malik Moore, and we all know how much he struggles with tackling sometimes. Uh, so I worry a little bit um, about our safety position. Uh, that was one of the main things that jumped off to me. Um, I I don't know if you know anything else about Ethan Slade besides the fact that he is now the starter. <laughs> I just Googled him. Maybe I shouldn't have. Um, (laughs) Apparently, he played cornerback. Corner, not quarter. Cornerback for Orem and was a zero-star recruit from another high school. He just wasn't rated. Okay. Um, Cool. (laughs) So, I don't know. The Coop Connect guy on Twitter said that he was a baller in high school, but I don't know. That guy also uses eyeball emojis completely inappropriately. So I don't trust him as a source for anything. Um, <laughs> anything else on the depth chart that jumped out at you? Uh, LJ Martin at the third string or like third running back position. Um, he's a true freshman, four-star recruit, absolutely massive get for BYU. These kind of guys do not come to BYU. And he is now the third string beating up Miles Davis, Hinkley Potty, uh, All these guys that have been in games before. Uh, LJ is going to be the third. And I've heard Kalani. I've heard Jay Hill talk about him and a rod even said this week that LJ Martin will be playing on Saturday. We will see him a lot this season. He said he is special. Uh, that, that jumped out to me uh, a ton about LJ. I'm very excited for him. He's the future at BYU of the running back position. And then secondly uh, on defense, basically the entire front seven, except for, or the entire D line basically there's just, on the defense, there's just so many starters that weren't here last year, and I take that as a good sign. Um, I'm very excited about AJ Vonkchan, uh, Jackson Cravens beat out John Nelson, which eyeball emojis that is proper use of eyeball emojis. John Nelson was a beast last year, so if Jackson yes, Cravens was. was beating him out, there's something interesting there. Um, I don't know, I'm just excited for the defense because I think it's going to be very, very different, uh, from last year's group. Yeah, and you know, something that really jumps out at me is the amount of true freshmen that made the depth chart. Um, You know, you already talked about LJ Martin. One more group down, 
you have an or situation. This is a first string or, or, so, you know, you got second and third string, but they're technically first string too. Jojo Phillips, who is that true freshman out of Sierra Canyon. Yes, LeBron James's high school. <laughs> LeBron James's Bronny's high school. Uh, he is, he's going to see some playing time. Parker Kingston, who's also a redshirt freshman, he's going to see some playing time. I mean, that's, that's who we got at wide receiver, some freshmen. We got Jackson Bowers, who we're glad to see him on the tight end list. We got a few other people too. I mean, it, it's crazy to see this many true freshmen that have come in that are highly rated. You know, JoJo was a three-star guy. LJ Martin was a four-star guy. And then you got um, Jackson Bowers was a Bowers, four-star. Bowers, who was a four-star guy. These guys are guys that can come in and contribute right away. So that is super cool to see. One thing that kind of interested me, and I don't know, maybe I can get your take on this too. Um, Jake Retzloff at QB2. I love Jake Retzloff's Juco highlights, man. When he was at RCC, he was absolutely blowing teams out of the water with his arm talent. Crazy. But I have not heard much about Jake over the offseason other than the fact that he was Jewish and that he was meeting with the local Jewish community. Like that, That's literally the only news I saw about Jake. The rest of it was propaganda from Cade Fennigan, from um, Ryder Burton, and a late push by Nick Billups. Never really heard from Jake Retzloff, yet he's QB too. Do you have any insight as to what happened there? Um. So the thing is, Jake is, he's like a quiet killer. He is not so quiet when he plays, like you said, he lights it up, but he's just been, he came in, like you said, he's Jewish. He kind of had that as kind of his main storyline, but he is a baller. Like he's, he's really good. Uh, Cade Fennigan, we kind of know what he is. Um, We don't know what his ceiling is, but we know that he's just a solid, he's like a Baylor Romney type backup, like a solid guy. Right. And I think Jake has a little bit more variability. Um, something interesting about this with Jake and Cade is that Cade has already used his red shirt. And so he's a red shirt sophomore this year, whereas Jake did not use any red shirts while he was in Juco. And so he is a straight junior. And so what A-Rod and Kalani have said is that even though Jake is QB two, they're going to play it by ear with that situation because they want to, if possible, save Jake's red shirt for this year so that he can have another year of eligibility and not burn one this year playing behind Keaton Slovis. So depending on if Keaton Slovis gets injured and goes out, depending on the situation, how early in the season, blah, 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 there might be a switch in that QB2 position where Cade Fennigan would come in and play instead of Jake so that Jake could save that redshirt year. Interesting. I mean, then at that point, if he redshirts, they're both redshirt juniors moving in the next year. And then you have some quarterback drama going there. Like you can't keep both of them, you know, because I don't know, maybe some people know something about Fennigan or Retzloff that I don't, but I don't think that they're necessarily on the radar as being NFL guys currently, you know, maybe they are. Aaron Roderick has done a very good job developing talent into NFL talent, but yeah, there's, there's no way you can keep both of those guys on the roster next year. If at least one of them isn't going to the NFL. So that's uh that's going to be interesting to watch out for next year. Fingers crossed. Keaton Slovis does not get hurt this year. We do have a very good offensive line. Um, and the big 12 is not known for super big, powerful defensive lines. So I think that we should be able to keep Keaton, uh, Slovis healthy and we won't have to worry about QB two too much unless we're just absolutely blowing out a team, which BYU doesn't like to do anyway. <laughs> knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood. 
Um, uh, in other BYU news, we got our first uniform of the year. They did the uniform matchup or, or announcement on Twitter or X. Uh, we got the Royal Helmets with the white face mask, uh, something new introduced last year, and then the Royal Top and the White Bottoms. Justin, what's your breakdown of the uniform? Isn't it awesome that we're at a point in the year that we can freak out and have content just on uniforms? Like, we're back to arguing whether or not the face mask makes the uniform <laughs> unique or not. It's absolutely, this is a perfect time of year. I just love college football season so much. I can't believe we're finally here after so much time. Anyway, Royal <laughs> Dome, Royal Jersey, white pants. It's a very clean look. It's very, you know, I, I honestly really like it. I like it. It's nice. It's classic. It's good. The Royal helmet. My, my, some people might say, oh, that's not classic. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Royal is always good in my eyes. I'm kind of sad that we're not burning Navy at the beginning of the season. But Sam Houston kind of kind of can be a little trappy. So maybe we'll burn Navy next week versus SUU and then only wear Royal the rest of the year, which I would be thumbs up on. But uniform combination gets a 9 out of 10 for me. Very good. Nothing like wow factor, but very good. Uh, I would agree. I love this uniform combo. Like you said, there's nothing that's like, wow. But the white face mask, it's just white and blue and royal blue, right? Like that's that's all you need. This is BYU. We don't need anything super special all the time. I think this is a perfect, just classic uniform combo that we can start off the year on the right foot with. Um, I haven't heard anything about Sam Houston's uniforms, so I have no idea what the uniform matchup will be. I don't know if you've heard something. I... <laughs> there, uh, I have not. I'm I'm gonna look really quick. Uh, one thing I know about Sam Houston is that they really do not like to be called Sam Houston State for some reason. They just like to be called Sam Houston. True, very true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, their colors are like orange and white. So I assume some sort of, a UTEP without the blue kind of color scheme. I don't know. It's not as yeah, yellow the as The only Tennessee. announcement I'm seeing from them. No, it's not. No, the only announcement I see from them is they announced their captains. And that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's their first year in the FBS. We got to give them a break. They probably don't know. Um they got new uniforms this year. So that's interesting. Um or no, they got new and I don't yeah. know. Let's move along. Anyway, they're going to be wearing orange and white. That's that's what we know. Yeah. Um <laughs> uh, one of their captain's first names is Keegan and he has a weird mustache, so he'll probably fit in great at BYU. That will be perfect. No shave September, Tanner Mangum style. Um, that'll be gross. No, <laughs> uh, let's get in. <laughs> like you said, week zero was last week. We watched it. We're at B dubs. Navy got absolutely schlobber knockered by Notre Dame. Oh uh, my there were some other notable results as well. UMass getting the dub, Hawaii being frisky with Vandy. Uh, FIU absolutely choking away a game. They had no business winning. It was awesome. It was a great week, uh, week zero of college football. Uh, did you, do you have any overreactions uh, from week zero? Anything that you saw that will definitely, definitely come true or play out in the rest of the season? Oh, heck yeah. You know, I'm always overreacting. That's how I do things. Uh, my takes are always scorching. Uh, don't have a cold take in my bones. A uh, few things that I saw, um, 
USC's defense sucks still. They will uh, go like maybe like eight and four uh, because their defense sucks. Uh, UTEP is simultaneously the best team and the worst team in the nation. They were the best team in the first series. The, literally the rest of the game, they were the worst team. Hawaii is a Mountain West contender, maybe, okay. because Vanderbilt, uh, they hung in with Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt doesn't know how to build a stadium. And remember, <laughs> tell your friends and family, this might be the only time you get to say this. UMass is undefeated <laughs> on the road. 1-0, baby. The Minutemen are on their way to victory being the number one team in their conference. That is absolutely abs- the not a conference. <laughs> uh that is absolutely bonkers. Um yeah, I have no idea what happened with UMass getting that dub, but we will take it. We will absolutely take it. Uh the Notre Dame game had me a little bit worried because Ohio State plays them uh a little bit later in the year. Uh Sam Hartman looked really, really good. Um the offense was humming. Navy's offense was not humming. So the defense was just like, meh. But I was a little bit worried about the offense. But the more I've kind of rewatched the game, I watched the tape. I don't think Notre Dame is that good. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to be better. I don't think they're going to be a complete slouch like they were last year. Um, but I do not think they are some offensive juggernaut that maybe uh, I was overreacting to in the B-dubs. Um, I think Ohio State will have to put it together to beat them, but I don't think it's going to be a for sure L as I thought at the table. It'd be dubs. Um, and also, like, college football's just back, baby. It, it's just back. There were so many wacky plays. I loved screaming at the television with the late, the clock management uh, late in the fourth quarter. UTEP's play calling late <laughs> in the game was absolutely stupid. Um, third and one, and they passed it yep. twice and didn't get it in field goal range um it it was Disgusting. a bonker week week zero slate and i'm just so excited for college football to be back i've missed this so bad yeah i've missed this too man it's absolutely beautiful can we be honest though um what notre dame did to the naval academy should be considered an act of treason in the highest order Ooh, i like this I mean, I feel like you you have to respect the Navy. And they there do. are troops. Protect the troops. They did not protect the troops. No, they did not protect the troops. And you know, did does that mean did BYU commit an act of treason as well? I would argue no, because Navy was not fully prepared. They were fully prepared for Notre Dame. True. And Notre Dame still did that to them. So definitely treason. True. And also um, this probably doesn't matter, but BYU played them on their home field. So they should have been, it, it, they were the aggressors in that sense. Um, this was an attack on foreign soil upon American troops. This is of the highest order treason. And I a hundred percent agree. Notre Dame should be fined. They should not be able to wear gold in their helmets. They should have to change it to silver or some lesser precious metal, uh, maybe tin or lead. Oh, that would be yeah. fun run around with lead helmets, that would be great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a really good solution to me. Um, Any other thoughts on week zero before we plug ahead here? Guys, college football's back. Embrace every minute of it. Don't tell yourself, oh, I don't need them watching UMass, New Mexico State. Don't, don't fall into that trap of, oh, that game won't be any good. All 
college football is good football. Don't fall into the trap. Just watch it. You will love it. You will not regret it. Yep. Don't listen to the national media that will tell you only watch this game on ESPN or this game on Fox. Don't do it. You watch all the games. Watch the the go, and we'll talk about this later, but the weekend watch guide will be out. Go there. Watch all the games on it. Uh, and you will have the most amount of fun you could possibly have this fall. It's going to be electric. Wait, I do have a thought about week zero. I totally forgot about this. Um, USC, they're the number six team in the nation, right? True. Um, yet prime time. What, what was the prime time game? I think it was UMass New Mexico State, wasn't it? Yes, it was on ESPN. <laughs> USC didn't get the prime time game because they're on the freaking Pac 12 network and nobody can watch it. No one. <laughs> I literally. I had to illegally stream that game because I couldn't find access to it. Like legally, legally, not illegally. Um, you legally streamed it. I watched it in a way that you will not know the source. Anyway, um, yeah, what the that's case in point why the Pac X is imploding. Yes, that is why the Pac twelve is dead. Is because the reigning Heisman winner and number six team in the country is playing its season opener in a game that was a seven point game at halftime. And it is on the pack X network that no one in America has. So, uh, yep. If you happen to roll up to a gas station during that time and caught part of the game, good for you. But for the rest of us, uh, <laughs> we missed it. And so we don't care. Uh, like you said, USC is going eight and four, uh, because of it. Um, should we move yes, ahead? The defense sucks. Let's do it. Uh, so <laughs> we we did not finish our win totals. Uh, we had some scheduling issues, but we're back, and we are going to finish them. We are going to combine our BYU preview with the Big 12 preview, and we will give you win totals for all the teams in the Big 12, including those on BYU's schedule. And at the at the very end, we will go through BYU. We will talk about uh, how many games BYU is going to win. We'll give our exact predictions. Um, and we will be 100% correct as always. Um, so Justin, should oh, we start yeah. this off? Should we start off with these four teams? BOU does not play this week or this year. Breaking news. Oh, breaking news, breaking news, breaking news. Um, it has just been confirmed according to Ronald Lee Weaver, the third, um, that Ropati will be out. He's he's some reporter for KSL, I think. Hinkley Ropati will be out for the entirety of the 2023 season with a oh, knee injury. With a knee. He's got a knee. That's uh, very sad. Uh, prayers up to Hinkley Ropati. Uh, I didn't know that you could do damage to a leg that, that was that thick. But, um, <laughs> yeah. That Sorry. sucks. Sorry that. that sucks. That makes me wonder, is – LG Mart is LJ Martin really that good then? Or is he just starting over Hinkley or Potty? Did he win the job and then Hinkley got hurt? Or did Hinkley get hurt and now LJ is starting? I don't know. I mean, Miles Davis wasn't bad last year, so the fact that he beat him out. Apparently, Hinkley Ropati has been out since week two of fall camp, though. So he's been out for a while. Wow, they kept that one under wraps. Yeah. No one ever heard. Wow. Anyway, win totals. <laughs> <laughs> Big 12. Let's get it started, Jared. Uh, let's do it. Uh, let's start things off with Baylor. Baylor. Um, Baylor had kind of a rough year last year. Six and seven did not go how they expected. 
uh, looking to take a giant step back towards the win column this year. Um, just real quick here, Texas State, LIU, and Utah in the non-con, all at home. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, they did steal the Barrington brothers from us. Yeah. Uh, they have an over-under of six and a half. Justin, will they or will they not improve on six and seven last year? I think they will improve. Um, I, I honestly have a lot of respect for Dave Aranda as a coach. Um, the Big 12 is just this crazy hodgepodge where any team could go over, any team could go under. There's, like, no way that you could get this. Like, you could literally bet every single scenario, every single possible scenario in the Big 12 and still probably not get it right. There's some random thing that's going to happen. Um, but – uh, with Dave Aranda as head coach, and then you got Grimey, Grimey as well as the at, at the offensive on the offensive side of the ball. I think that they're going to go over seven wins. Give me the over. How about yourself, Jared? I'm definitely going over as well. I they're they're good. That they're too good. They have too good of a roster, too good of a coach um, to take another step back. I think they're definitely getting seven. Uh, I this is this is just too good of a program to have two bad years in a row. So even if they do win seven, I think they're still going to improve from last year. Yeah, I, I honestly think so. Anyway, let's move down south to Texas, uh, where we got a school named Houston, who we got some pretend Cougars down there. They, uh, they, they, they're they not the Cougars. They're, they're Houston. Um, their win total is set at five, which is a very interesting number, given the fact that they won a lot of games a couple of years ago, and they've lost a lot of games these past couple of years. Uh, their non-con includes UTSA at home, a trip to Rice, uh, and Sam Houston. Jared, with a win total set at five, are you going over or under on the Cougs? I'm going under here. I don't see a lot of wins on this schedule. I mean, I think UTSA is going to beat them right out the bat. I, I think UTSA is a really good team. I mean, they're even favored now. They used to be uh, half a point underdog, but risen to one and a half point favorites. I think your only wins are going to be Rice, Sam Houston, West Virginia, and Cincy. Other than that, there's not a lot of winnable games on the schedule. Uh, so I'm I'm going under here, especially with that push insurance. Yeah, I got to agree with you. I think Houston's going to be booty butt garbage this year. Um, we've seen time and time again that they are, that their head coach is on the hot seat. Um, do we think that he will make it to the end of the year? I honestly don't know. He very, very well may be fired. And if that happens, the team will just give up, which will lead to an abysmal, probably three and nine season from Houston. I'm on an emphatic under. Yeah, I'm also on the under. I I don't know if firing him is going to help, but that doesn't matter to the boosters. If they don't like it, they're going to fire him. <laughs> I mean, is it fair to somebody who's transitioning to a power conference for the first time? Probably not. But... No. But again, boosters don't care. They want wins. Um, speaking of wins, we got Kansas State next who after winning the big 12 championship game uh, has a win total of seven and a half, which is down from eight. Uh, their non-clon is Southeast Missouri, Troy eyebrow razor and at Mizzou. Uh, this is an interesting one they, they have a good roster. I mean, no more Deuce Vaughn. They'll have a new secondary, but they did win 10 games last year. They won the big 12. This is a good team, but, the over-under is pretty low at seven and a half. Justin, what are you going with? This is a very interesting one for me. And I, um, I'm i kind of torn on this one. Um, 
just because this is kind of a toss-up league and they have kind of a difficult schedule, um, I'm going to say that this will be a regression to the mean kind of year. I think that they will go seven and five. I'm on the under for the Wildcats. But how about you? I my at my first iteration, I did have them going under, but I have them with seven-ish wins on the schedule. And then a couple of toss-ups. I, I think I'm going to go over. I just I have a lot of faith in this Kansas State team after what they did last year. It's probably misplaced. It was probably mostly Deuce Vaughn last year. But I just think like three games worse than last year is just kind of a big stretch. So even if they lose all the toss-up games, I haven't gone eight and four. I'm going to take the over here on the Wildcats. Hey, man, fair enough. Like, I could totally see that happening. Like I said, in the Big 12, you can go over, you can go under. I don't know. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's going to be very competitive. And next up, we got a 2017 national champion, asterisk. Um, <laughs> the Golden Knights of the University of Central Florida. UCF has a win total set at seven. Their non-con includes Kent State at home, a trip to Boise State, and Villanova at home. With a win total set at an even seven, up from six and a half, are you going over or under on the Knights? This is a tough one because UCF, they don't have the roster issues that us other newbies do have. There's not a ton of question marks on this roster. They have a lot of returning production. Uh, they they're, were a good team last year. Didn't quite uh, you know upset Tulane uh, like they needed to. John Rice Plumley, he's a baller, but he can't really throw the ball, which is kind of a problem if you play quarterback. Um, I see a ton of toss-ups on this roster. However, I also see a lot of wins. So even if they lose all of their toss-ups, I have them going seven and five. So with that push insurance, I'm going to take the eight. I'm going to take eight. I'm going to take the over. Oh. I just think this team with the continuity at coach, at quarterback, and all around the roster – um, if JRP just takes even a slight step forward, I think they're going to win eight games. So give me the over on UCF. I mean, I could definitely see that argument. I definitely have them at a push as well at seven wins, but I honestly just don't think that they're going to transition as well as everyone thinks they are. Um, UCF has been really cocky. I do think that Gus Malzahn is a very good coach, you know, and he has experience coaching at a very high level. But um, I think that six and six is slightly more likely than eight and four. So because of the push, I have to go under. I I wouldn't be surprised uh, if that happens. And I and I think, like we said, kind of I think the seven wins is probably the 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 pick here. Um, so I'm I'm interested to see how that one turns out. Uh, let's get into the teams that BYU does play this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with the Kansas Jayhawks. I mean, they were the talk of the town last year. Um, they won six games, a bunch of games early, couldn't quite win a ton of big 12 games. Um, and then they lost in that triple overtime banger to Arkansas in the bowl game. That was a heartbreaker. Um, their defense was absolutely horrific last year, but their offense was incredible. So they have an over under of six down from six and a half. Um, so people have been betting the under Justin, does the big 12, figure out their offense this year or does Kansas continue to impress and drag along the defense for another bowl season? Well, Hey hey man, with Jalen Daniels back and with a non-con that includes Missouri state, Illinois, and Nevada, you're already starting out three and (laughs) zero. to get to the over at that point. You just have to go four and five in league. 
I'm willing to take Lance Leipold going four and five in league. The way that Kansas has been leaping and bounding forward, I just don't see this team going three and six in league. Not this year. I think seven wins is what Kansas will reach. Give me a comfortable over. Including a loss to BYU. (laughs) See, I am super torn on this one. I really want to be on Kansas this year. I love, I love cheering for Kansas. They were so fun to watch last year. I really, really hope uh, that they can keep winning. They have a ton of returning production, not exactly great on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I I don't know, man. I I think it's going to come down to whether or not they beat BYU. I think six is a great number, and that BYU game is going to determine it. So as a BYU fan, I must say they're going to lose that BYU game, and I'm going to choose the under. However, I will not be surprised if they win a couple of toss-ups they sneak one out against UCF or Oklahoma at home. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him win seven games, but I, I just think five and six is just a little more likely than seven. So I'm going under. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. As a BYU fan, you got to do that. Anyway, next up, we got Cincinnati who plays BYU on a random Friday night. Gotta love that uh, pre-conference games. Anyway, their non-con well, I guess we should mention, since he is not the same team that you have seen in the past couple of years, they got a new head coach. They got Scott Satterfield, for some reason, nobody knows why, from Louisville, after Luke Fickle left to go coach Wisconsin. Their win total is set at five, which is down from five and a half. Their non-con includes Eastern Kentucky, a trip to Pittsburgh, and a game versus the real Miami, the one of Ohio, at home. With an even win total of five, Jared, are you going over or under on the Bearcats? I'm going very much under. I do not. I mean, Scott Satterfield was good at App State, but he wasn't good at Louisville for whatever reason. And I, like, he just didn't seem like the home run, like, coaching hire that everyone's like, oh, yeah, let's go. We got Scott Satterfield. It's just like, okay. You know, he just kind of feels like a plug. Um, So I don't really know there. Uh, they have zero returning production, like literally one of the worst in the entire country. I see this as a huge rebuilding year, slamming the under. Yeah, man, I, I totally got to agree with you on that one. I just, I don't even see this team winning five games. Like there's no way they even get to the push in my opinion. Four is the absolute ceiling for this team. It's an easy under for me. Yeah. Uh. I think BYU will definitely win that game. I think that's one of the surest wins on BYU's schedule. Moving ahead, we have TCU, the national runners-up or runner-ups, however you want to speak English. Um, They open the season (laughs) hosting Colorado and Deion Sanders' Louis Vuitton luggage, uh, and then they host Nichols, and then later in September, they get the last iron skillet battle for a while. They play SMU. Very unfortunate that game's going away. Uh... There's no Max Duggan. There's no Quentin Johnson. They lost their OC Garrett Riley to Clemson. I I don't know. Year two of Sonny Dykes. I think it's maybe going to be good. Maybe not as good as they were last year. Over under a seven and a half. So, Justin, do you think they're taking that big of a step down? Or where do you see this team in 2023? I mean, after winning 13 games last year, I don't think there's any way that they drop all the way down to seven. Like, that, this is an absolutely crazy number for me sure they lost max duggan duggan was like good but he just got cut from the chargers he wasn't great i don't think he's like un like irreplaceable or anything 
I think that they'll be able to have someone else step in and perform well. Quentin Johnson's gone. Yeah, he was a big, big loss. But TCU hasn't recruited terribly either. There's no way they drop all the way down to seven wins. This is the easiest over I've ever picked in my entire life. I love the confidence. I love it. Um, I do not see a loss on this schedule for at least through week seven. Like, I think they're going to be 7-0 and going into the Kansas State game right before the bye. After that, like you play at Kansas State, at Texas Tech, Texas Baylor, and then at Oklahoma. That is brutal. Like that's that's a very hard last half of the schedule. I think you could easily see five losses there. But if you're gonna just ask me if can they win one of their last five games? Absolutely. I definitely think they get one. There's no way they're gonna lose five straight. I'm definitely on the over here. Um, and that is, yes, including a win against BYU. What? Jared. Jared. I know. I know. Jared. I know. Naughty. Bad. I know. I'm sorry. He's a, he's a bad boy. Uh, Jared is canceled again. We're <laughs> going to have to cancel Jared. Um, and I'm not sorry about it. Uh, I I am sorry for being canceled. Um, I just think it's a lot to ask for BYU. We'll see, though. We'll see. Okay? We'll, we'll, we'll see. No. <laughs> We will win that game. I mean, they had the freaking ban single game tickets for that game because they're too scared of BYU. That actually is true. That that is true. Um, moving ahead, we have Texas Tech here. Texas Tech, seven and a half wins, up from seven, eight and five last year. They were really good. I think they're gonna take a big step forward. A lot of people are picking these team this guy, these guys as a dark horse to win the Big 12 question mark. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Non-con uh-huh. includes at Wyoming. What? Uh, I don't know the last time Texas Tech went to Wyoming. Sure. That's a battle of the Cowboys and urine bombs and pistols. Uh, then they host Oregon. Yeah, Wyoming actually also has another uh, Pistol Pete logo. So they have an official Pistol Pete logo. Okay, I battle for the Pistol Pete then, I guess. Um, And then we got Tarleton in the non-con. Justin, over under seven and a half for Texas Tech here. Um, this is an over for me. I'm kind of bought into the hype. I don't think that they're going to win the Big 12 or anything. They might get to the Big 12 championship game just because of how things shake out in the Big 12. But I think that this is an eight-win team. Eight and four, I think, is, you know, I, th- I think that's pretty reasonable. They won eight games last year. That does include bowls, but whatever. Uh, I think they can replicate it again. Give me eight wins going over. All right, I'm with you. I'm I'm choosing the over here. I see seven wins for sure on this schedule, and then I see five toss-ups. I definitely think they're going to get at least one of those to get the eight wins. They have an embarrassment of riches on the offense. Defense, I don't know how good they're going to be, but they're going to have a good enough offense to drag them through a lot of games, um, and I really like their coach, so I think they're also going over. Sweet. Jared, I just sent you a link to the Wyoming Pistol Pete so you can take a look. It's officially licensed <laughs> oh, wow. from – Officially licensed from them. It wasn't even just like a stealing situation. Anyway, moving on, we got another school in Texas. There's a lot of T schools right in a row that start with T and end in Texas. Um, <laughs> the University of Texas, Arlington, uh, sorry, not Arlington. Whoops, Austin. <laughs> Texas has a win total set at nine and a half. People are asking, are they back? I don't know. Is Steve Sarkeesian going to lead these guys to 10 wins to hit the over? Their non-con includes rice at home. Yes, the food, rice. Um, a trip to Alabama, week two. 
Okay. And Wyoming at home. Uh, Wyoming really likes playing these big 12 teams. With a win total set at nine and a half, Jared, are you going over or under? Are you saying Texas is back? Oh, yeah, baby. Let's go. Grab your guns and your long horns. Ah, Texas is back, baby. Um, I hopped on the Texas bandwagon last year, and it was horrible because Quinn Ewers got hurt, and the refs stole the game from Texas in the Alabama game. And then when Quinn Ewers came back, he was just not himself. It was very obvious. He was overthrowing everybody. He was clearly not at 100%. I'm saying that he stays healthy this year. And if he doesn't, guess what? Arch Manning, Malik Murphy, deepest quarterback room in America. This team is going to win at least 10 games. I think there is a lot of losses that could potentially show up on the schedule, but I don't think they're going to lose all of them. I think they'll lose at most two games, definitely one to BYU. Texas is back. Oh, Jared, you poor naive soul. (laughs) You poor, poor naive. I will not believe that Texas is back until they are actually back. Your speech actually demotivated me from the over. (laughs) I think they're going to lose at Alabama, lose versus BYU because BYU owns Texas in Austin, and lose one more dumb game in the Big 12 because that's how the Big 12 works. That already takes them to the under. Give me an emphatic under. Ooh, we have a lock fight. (laughs) Fight, fight. (laughs) um moving on we have a team with very different expectations west virginia under uh uh, yeah they have quite the non-con they play at penn state duquesne and then they host Pitt in the backyard brawl we love the return of that um neil brown is very much on the hot seat they're picked to finish last in the big 12 that there's not a lot of hope in morgantown right now justin five and a half over under for the mountaineers I mean, under is not even a question. The only question is week seven. Okay. They play at Houston. Mm. At that point, is Dana fired and is Neil Brown fired? Or are both of them fired? That is a great question. <laughs> People want to know. It could be a loser People gets fired. Know. Game. Uh, I think Neil Brown will end up fired. But I think this team is going to be the team that, like, after the coach gets fired, they play really hard for the interim coach. Uh, I think it's going to be that. I don't think it's going to be a lose your coach uh, and check out. But I still think there's absolutely no chance they're getting to six wins. Absolutely not. Give me that under. No. Easiest under I've ever seen. This like, Agreed. It's like the TCU over. It's, it's just easy money. Free <laughs> money. Next up, we have another team that's historically horrible and a team that we specifically hate given BYU's history with this team and them blocking us out of a certain conference. The Iowa State. Uh, What do you want to call them? The Dust Devils? I I don't think we can give them Cyclones. I don't think we can give them their... The Dust Devils have a win total set at five and a half. Their win total... Sorry, their uh, non-con includes Northern Iowa at home Iowa at home and a trip to Ohio University to play the Bobcats uh, with a win total set at five and a half. Jared, uh, tell me why you're going under. <laughs> uh, just easy money, free money. Like you said, this is free money. Cash it. Give it to me now. Um, with all of the suspensions, uh, their one good player was Hunter Deckers, their quarterback, and he is now out um, with the suspension. 
uh, for gambling and being a hilarious gambler at a bar drunk um, with that one lady. <laughs> um, no, there's no chance. Like I see one win on the schedule, Northern Iowa. I see maybe a second win at Ohio now that Curtis Rourke is injured and who knows if he's going to be healthy for that game. Other than that, where, where are the wins? There's no chance. Zero chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a horrible team. Uh, free money. Like you said, cash me that under right now. Yeah, I'm going under two. I don't even think I need to explain this. Matt Campbell should have left after his lightning in a bottle year. He's never going to get another P5 coaching job ever again. Matt Campbell, you missed the bus. <laughs> he missed the bus. Uh, next up, we have Oklahoma, who, despite being six and seven last year, is again picked to go second in the Big 12. Uh, Brent Venables, um, Venerables is still the head coach. He's a defensive-minded guy, and the defense was not that great last year. Um, the offense is, uh, again, projected to be super good, but what did we see last year? Meh. Dylan Gabriel is not as good as people say he is, in my opinion. Um, they do have a pretty easy schedule, though, in the non-con. They get Arkansas State, SMU at home, and at Tulsa. Um, and then, yeah, they don't have a ton of hard Big 12 teams uh, on the schedule. They avoid a lot of the hardest teams. Uh, Justin, nine and a half is this win total for Oklahoma. Are you going over or under? On this one, I got to go under. Um, I think Oklahoma will win nine games this year. I think that they will markedly improve from last year. I think that their defense will be better this year. I think with a defensive-minded head coach, you had the best offense in the Big 12 and the number six offense in the nation, right? Um, Kind of insane that you had that, given that Brett Venables is your head coach. I think that their offense is going to continue to do well with improvement on defense. They're only going to get better from last year, but they will not. I repeat, will not get four wins better. Nine and three under. Yep, I'm with you. I don't think they're going to win nine games. I think they're going to win eight. But it doesn't matter because it's still the under. I think they'll be improved but not improved enough to win ten games. Finally, we have the Oklahoma State Cowboys. uh, Win total of six. Cowboys. Uh, Another Pistol Pete. Um. Central Arkansas at Arizona State and South Alabama. That's an interesting non-con. I like it. I wish BYU would schedule like that. Um, anyway, big question marks at quarterback after Spencer sand in his bootsers. Uh, left, Justin, over under six for Oklahoma State. I'm going to go with a push on this one. I think that they are going to win six games. If I had to lean one way or the other, however, I think I would lean towards the over just because i do think that they will go undefeated in the non-con after that they only need to win four games in the big 12 to make it to that over total so um i think that's the most likely scenario uh seven and five is a lot more likely in my opinion than five and seven so i'm going with the over on the cowboys yeah so am i i'm not super confident in them like i i don't necessarily love this team but i'm still going with the over I just think there's six wins on the schedule. If you can get one more, you're to the over. Like, I I think it, it's Mike Gundy, right? He hasn't had a seven-win season in how many years? Like, he's always <laughs> eight and four machine. So, I think at the very least, he gets seven wins. Um, give me the over, even though I don't really love the team. Yeah, I mean, fair enough, man. Uh, you asked the last time they had a seven-win season. That would be uh, last year. <laughs> true 
Next up, we got a very, very special team, Jared. There's only one team in the entire nation that we have not talked about at this point. And it is the Cougars of Brigham Young University. <laughs> How pumped are you for a BYU football season that will be starting on Saturday? I am going to poop my pants like my dog did today. I'm yeah. very excited. Very, very excited. Me too. I mean, me too to the pooping my pants part and the very excited part. <laughs> you know, it's just it's poop all around. Uh, let's talk about BYU. We're going to spend a lot more time on BYU than we did on the other schools. We're actually going to go game by game. We're going to talk about matchups. We're not obviously going to go into a ton of depth because we will do that before each game each week. But we will go into depth versus Sam Houston. Their win total is set at four and a half, Jared. BYU's win total is set at four and a half. Um, tell me, what do you think about the season? This is going to be an interesting season. I think we can all agree. Um, I'm going to throw all of the projections, all of last year. I'm just going to throw it out because it doesn't matter. Uh, I don't care that we were picked 11th in the Big 12 preseason poll. SP Plus has us as the 13th team in the Big 12. I'm going to throw all of that away. I'm going to go over four and a half. I think it's pretty easy. I I think we look to places where you can get wins. And I think Sam Houston, Southern Utah. I think Kansas is maybe a win. I think Cincy. There's three already before the bye week. You're telling me that BYU isn't going to get like two or three more wins. I, I I think it's hard to beat BYU at Lavelle Edwards stadium. I'm picking the over. Like you said, we'll go through our game by game picks. Um, but I think I'm leaning over here. I have a lot of confidence in our offense. Our defense is going to be new. It's going to be really hit and miss high risk, high reward but it's going to be better than just laying down and letting the teams walk all over us. Uh, I, I love our offense. I, I am very much in love with the offense and I think they'll carry us to very much at the very least five wins. Do you know who else is going over? Your boy, the fans. We asked the fans on Instagram, whether you thought BYU would win or lose each game on their schedule and the fans had an emphatic over making <laughs> BYU double their win total from four and a half to nine. Let's uh, go. The fans have BYU predicted going nine and three with a very close game versus Texas where 51, literally 51% voted that BYU would win that game. It was Let's 51 go. to 49%. So that is absolutely crazy. Fans are predicting that we go nine and three. That's an over. We'll go, go over their picks later. I am also slamming the over on this one. This is the easiest. This is another free money bet. Slamming the over on this one, and I think we just gotta go through our go through the schedules now, Jared, and explain what 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 games are they winning, what games are they losing, how are they getting to this over? So let's start off with Sam Houston. Like you said, we'll do a little bit more on this game just to kind of get you fans a little bit more familiar with this team. Uh, this team did win a national championship two years ago or a year and a half ago. Uh, FCS did not play in the fall of 2021 or of 2020. They played in the spring of 2021 and they won the national championship that year. Uh, last year, they did not have as good of a record, but don't let that fool you. 
They were ineligible for the WAC title. They were ineligible for the FCS playoffs. And they had a great deal, a great many players opt out or red shirt, right? Opt out, red shirt, whatever, and not play last year so that they could play in the first year of the FBS. Uh, so that's going to be yep. really interesting to watch. Their young players have a ton of experience now, but their older players, the more experienced and better players, are now fresh and ready to go. They, they, they will be very hungry um, for this season. Uh, their head coach has won another national title at Delaware. Um, this is a scrappy good team. Like, this is a sneaky good team. This is not going to be just a roll out the team and and win. This is going to be a little bit scrappier than BYU fans are probably going to be comfortable with. Well, I completely lost you there for a second, but I'm just going to assume that you passed me the ball and that we're transitioning to me uh, because you were quiet when it came back. Um, <laughs> um, Sam Houston is a good team. Don't be fooled. Um, they're coming from, up from the FCS ranks like Jared was saying, but this was a very good FCS team for a very long time with talent out of Texas that maybe was under-recruited because of size or because there's so many kids to recruit from in Texas. Um, this is a very good school. Um, kind of trap gamey, kind of trap gamey, but we are um, favored in this game by 20 points even. Um, I think it's we, we both can easily assume that we are going to pick that BYU will win this game. The question for me, Jared, is do you think that BYU covers a 20-point spread on the Sam Houston Bearcats? I don't know. This is usually where I would slam the other team, right? Like when BYU was favored by like 30 against UTSA in 2020, that was the easiest money bet of my entire life was betting UTSA to cover 30 points. I don't know about this team though, because this team wants to run the ball. They're probably going to play two quarterbacks. Neither of them are very good. Like you said, Keegan Shoemaker's got a weird mustache and he had like 40 something percent completion <laughs> percentage last year. Um, they have a they, their defense is better than their offense, but I just don't think their offense is going to be able to keep up with us. I think I think our defense will like allow them to score, but they're not going to score in bunches like we are. So I I am very 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 cautiously taking BYU minus twenty points. I I I think we can cover that. I think if our offense really clicks as the way it's projected to, I think we can cover. Oh, man, Jared. Um, I'm not going to pick BYU to cover the spread um, just simply because I am still of the opinion that um, BYU just doesn't blow the teams out. Kalani is too nice. Now, will there be a shift in mindset now that Ed Lamb is gone, Jay Hill is here, who kind of likes to play more of a foot-on-your-neck style of defense? I really hope so. But until I see otherwise, I'm still of the opinion that BYU just will not mercilessly blow anyone out. Will BYU win this game handily? Yeah, probably by 17 points or so. And it won't be a close 17 points. It'll be like, I don't know, 42 to 25, which I guess is still semi-close. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not taking BYU to cover the spread, but I will take BYU to win this game. Yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised with a 17-point victory, one where Kalani's like, yep, we're good, you know, 
don't need to blow them out in the second half, but the fans are like, oh, we're scared. Uh But again, I don't think a close game, like a close game is something to worry about, right? If it's within like a score or two, I think that's something to worry about. But if it's not, like if it's just kind of like too close for comfort, I think that's okay. It's our first game, first got time with the defense and they're a decent team. Yeah, yeah, no, they're a decent team. Um, would I like to see our defense allow twenty five points? Absolutely not. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to see that for Sam Houston. But um, you know, we're, we're still trying to get healthy on defense, so I wouldn't be surprised if there were some plays that went over the top here or there, just on a blitz or something. But uh, yeah, BYU's gonna win this game, man. And I think they're gonna win next week too, the week after versus Southern Utah because BYU does do a lot of dumb things. But one thing that they don't do is they don't do the Utah State. They do not lose to FCS schools. Knock on wood. All right, we're good. <laughs> uh, yeah, easy dub, easy dub. Uh, the, the real questions start with at Arkansas in week three. I mean, this is just a – I am penciling this one in, in as a loss. I think this is going to be lost. As optimistic mm. as I want to be, I'm penciling this in as a loss. Do I have, think we have a chance to win? Absolutely. But it's really going to depend on our defense. Is our defense good enough? Because our offense is going to put up points. Uh, the defense is going to have their hands full. I mean, Rocket Sanders, uh, KJ Jefferson, like these, are, they're very, very good players. And it's going to be at Arkansas, very hostile environment. I think there's a chance we win, but I'm I'm saying L on this one. I'm going to go with a W on this one, um, just because, just for the simple fact of KJ Jefferson is going to come into this game thinking that he's playing BYU same defense from last year. And it's not going to be anything like what he played last year. It's going to be absolutely different. And I don't think that we're going to show a lot of it versus Sam Houston, to be frank. I think that we're going to maybe uh, try to sell the fact versus Sam Houston and Southern Utah that we're still playing this drop eight style. And then once we get to the games that actually matter, we're going to throw a full, you know, we're going to throw our full punch. We're going to swing like a heavyweight. Um, Yeah. Um, BYU has a habit of going into SEC stadiums and causing havoc. Um, so I'm, I'm going to – I think this will be a dub. Uh, yeah. I I sure hope you're right, Justin, because that would be electric. I mean, can you imagine if BYU is 3-0 going into Big 12 play? Like, that is talk of the town, baby. <laughs> That's going to be exciting. Next up, we go to mm-hmm. Kansas in the Big 12 opener like our very first conference game is big 12 members it's gonna be absolutely incredible we go to kansas kansas has that incredible offense terrible defense we might be the same question mark uh justin are you going to the win or a loss in this game i have no clue what's going to happen in this game not a single clue like i'm honestly so <laughs> no clue um heads we win tails we lose siri flip a coin oh i love it i love it i love it flip a coin siri oh oh Oh, maybe. Uh, she says tails, unfortunately. Oh. So I, I guess I'm going to have to pencil that in as a loss. But freak you, Siri, you're dumb. W. <laughs> um, I don't necessarily love this pick, but I'm going dub. I just think this is a game that we can win with our offense. I think Kansas's defense is so bad that – like Keaton Slovis will have to be absolutely idiotic if we, if we're to lose this game, right? He's going to have to throw like two picks and we're going to have to fumble once in order to lose this game. Cause our offense is going to kill this team's defense. 
Uh, I think our defense is going to give up a lot of points, but I think we're going to win this one like 49 <laughs> to 45 or something, something wild, something super high scoring slam the over. Um, but yeah, frick you Siri also going with the over. You always got to fade Siri. Fade Siri. On a short week, Jared, we have Cincy at home on a Friday. What do you think about that game? Dub. That's a Sharpie dub. I mean, let's think about it. It's a Friday night home game. Uh, it's under the lights. It's on ESPN. It's BYU's first ever home game. Uh, first ever home conference game as a member of the Big 12. That mm-hmm. stadium is going to be sold out for two weeks. That stadium is going to be the loudest we've heard it in years. Um, and BYU is going to absolutely demolish Cincy. Cincy's not good. I That is probably like one of the easiest dubs on the schedule besides Southern Utah is Cincy, in my opinion, going into conference weekend. So spiritual high also. Absolutely agree. That's a dub. No, no questions asked. That's a dub. Uh, after the bye week, we have a road trip to the national runner-ups. Uh now, I have said earlier, this is already a loss for me. Um, I think TCU is good. I think coming off a bye, BYU is going to be ready. But I just think this is one of those games that's going to be really hard to win uh, playing at TCU. I I don't know why. I just This one feels a lot like a loss to me. I, don't, I think we can win, right? I don't think there's any game on here that we can't win. I just This one feels like a loss to me. But Justin, how are you feeling about this one? Feels like a loss to me too, honestly. Uh, this just kind of feels like this weird mid-year game where BYU is kind of, I don't know, kind of tired. You know, they finally have played Arkansas, Kansas, and Cincy, Cincy all back to back to back. Then you have a bye week, but it's short. Only by, I mean, sorry, it's not short. It's it's you get an extra day on the bye week, so I guess that's kind of good for rest. But I don't know, I don't know. This just this is kind of a gut feeling. I'm gonna go with an L on this one. And against Texas Tech, the very next week at home, I'm going to switch it up. Of course, there's got to be a dub. Uh, the Red Raiders, no respect for that program. Uh, BYU is going to dominate them. I feel like we could develop a fun rivalry with Texas Tech as well because um, now that – I guess now that Utah, Arizona, and Arizona State are here, it's not the same. But before, geographic and Colorado, geographically, we were closest to Texas Tech. So that might be fun. Uh, yeah, W versus Texas Tech. Yeah, uh, I can definitely see us winning that game. I have this one as a toss-up. Um, I would like to say we win this game. It's at home. This is probably like one of the best home games we're going to have all year. Texas Tech is probably going to be ranked. Uh, it, this is going to be a, an electric game. I think this is just – it's just a toss-up, man. I I don't know. I, I'm i just going to go and I'm going to – I'm going to say dub, dude. I – I can't, I can't do it at, at, at home. Lavelle Edwards stadium is going to be absolutely rocking. Like when was the last time we had October and November games this good, right? Like, yeah, that mattered for something. Up. Exactly. Fans are going to eat this up. I think it's going to be electric. I th- Give me that dub, dude. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, moving on. We have the Texas Longhorns BYU famously like four and one or three and one against the Longhorns. Uh, we demolish them every time, except for the one time um, at Texas. This is the perfect choke game for Texas. Like Texas is, this is the game Texas loses, right? And Texas is not back. Uh, that being said, they are the most talented team. They are the best team on paper in the big 12. And we are going to their house right after playing TCU and Texas tech, Justin, Texas game. 
Dub or L? This goes against everything I believe in as a human being, but I think at this point of the year, BYU might be banged up and injured, and Texas's offensive prowess is just going to be too much to contain at this point because I think at this point, Quinn Ewers will have put it together. So unfortunately, I'm going to have to go with an L in Austin. I agree. I think we can win. I think there's a good chance that Me we too. do. But I, their defense is going to be way better than our defense. Our offense might be able to keep up with them uh, just on a paper. You know, if you put them on paper, it's like, okay, they might be able to score enough points to keep up. But our defense is going to have to force some turnovers, a lot of them, if we're going to win this game. I just don't see it happening. I think it's going to be close. I just don't think we're going to come out victorious. Luckily, we got a couple layoffs after that. Um, <laughs> do we even need to talk about at West Virginia and versus Iowa State? Um, not really. I mean, at West Virginia is scary just because it's at West Virginia and it's so far away and it's probably going to be at like 9.30 a.m. on ESPN+. Plus. Um, but I just – I I think we should win both of those games. We might lose one of them, but and if we do, it'll be West Virginia. But we're definitely not losing both of them. Iowa State is an easy dub. But for me, I'm putting two dubs on there. Do you want to hear a fun fact? I do. When we play at West Virginia, week 10, November 4th, that will be the very first time that BYU football has played a game in the state of West Virginia. Wow, I did not know that. Well, we got to make Likewise. Yeah, we do. And likewise in Arkansas, week three, September 16th. That will be the very first game that BYU has played in the state of Arkansas. A lot of year of firsts. Year of firsts? After those two layups, we got Oklahoma at home, which is a very intriguing uh, game. Very famous record versus uh, Oklahoma as well. Oklahoma was the hot crap coming into BYU in whatever year that was. Was that 2009? Yeah, 2009. Yeah, when um, we we had good old um, Sam Bradford, uh, who got absolutely schmangle-langled by the BYU defensive line and ended up having to sit out of the game and watch BYU beat the Sooners. Will we have something similar happen this year, Jared? Will BYU beat Oklahoma at home for the second consecutive time? Here's the problem. <laughs> uh, I personally don't think Oklahoma is going to be that good this year. I don't think so. This is very late in the year for BYU, though. This is very late. I think this is a game that is very close. I I hate to put L, but I, I have to for principal reasons. It's late in the year for BYU. We're always so banged up at this point. Um, we don't have that week 10 bye, which has its pros and cons, but Oklahoma has the depth. Like if they have nothing else, they have depth, right? That's Oklahoma. So, and, and apart from that, I'm counting. I have seven wins on the schedule already. Um, <laughs> I don't think we're going to go nine and three. So I have to get another L on there. Um, I, 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 I don't like it. I think we can beat them. I think we might beat them. Um, take all those semantics for whatever you want, but I'm just going to put an L in there. I just, it, it just feels like an L. I mean, I mean fair enough. Um, I honestly think that we're going to win this game, but I'm just going to put L for the kicks and giggles. Um, simply <laughs> because I'm also counting the wins that I have on my schedule. And I think that BYU will be an eight and four team at the end of this year. 
Um, if they are to go eight and four, given the current mathematical calculations that I have done, I do have to pick them to lose versus Oklahoma and at Oklahoma State. I don't think that's the way it will shake out. Maybe they'll lose some other random games. Maybe they'll take that L at Arkansas, or maybe they'll beat Texas. I don't know. However things shake out, though, BYU will go eight and four, in my opinion. Professional so I'm opinion. Right with, I'm right with you. I'm, I've, I say they're going eight and four. I think the Oklahoma and Oklahoma State game, I think Oklahoma State game is probably, it's it's more winnable on paper, but then you throw it in uh, Boom Pickens Stadium. I think it's just a little bit harder. Thanksgiving weekend, it's our first time we've had a meaningful Thanksgiving weekend game for a long time. Something, you know, the conference standings on the line, stuff like that. I think out of Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, I think if you look at those purely objectively on a single game basis, I think we can win both of those. But given how late they are in the season, I think we only win one of those two games. So I'm 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 choosing eight and four as well. I know that we have the blue goggles on. We definitely have the blue goggles on. Um, but the more I look at this schedule on just a game to game basis, like barring injury, which I know is the hugest like crutch and is definitely going to cost us now just think eight and four is reasonable i can look at this i can point out eight wins on the schedule i definitely can i i don't know i don't think it's unreasonable but i get why a lot of people are going to be surprised by that i completely agree man and uh as promised before i will include the, what the fans picked the fans chose byu to go nine and three with a loss at arkansas at tcu and versus oklahoma at home interesting yep so they have them winning all those other games yeah they 51 percent have texas have them beaten texas so (laughs) 51 percent. i I just thought that was awesome 51 percent. that the one percent man your vote does matter (laughs) (laughs) exactly um as far as the big 12 is concerned let's wrap it up uh who are your title game teams and who is your champion this year oh man um that is such a good question, just because I honestly think that this conference could go so many ways. Um, I think I'm going to have to go with Texas Tech and um, Cricket. Why not? Um, no, screw you. I was going to go with Oklahoma, <laughs> but just screw Oklahoma for leaving the conference. We could have had so much fun together, but we didn't because you're dumb. So give me... Um, that doesn't really put me in a good position. Yeah, so you know what? <laughs> Screw it. Uh, Texas Tech and BYU. BYU winning the conference. <laughs> Let's go. Blue goggles on. Blue goggles, baby. Um, that That is definitely a, a pick. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree with you on one of those teams. Um. And unfortunately, it's going to be Texas Tech. I am also kind of buying into the Dark Horse hype. I don't know why. Like, I look at their roster, and, like, there's a lot of upside, but, like, I don't, I don't know. Um, and originally, I had Texas Tech and Texas in the Big 12 title game. However, they played the last game of the season. Um, and I don't – I want Texas Tech to win that game, and I think to win that game, that game has to mean something. And so it, it has to mean that they knock Texas out. And so I'm going to take away my Texas uh, projection, but I can't because I'm in on the Texas's back. Screw it. I'm going Texas's back, baby. Um, they make the Big 12 title game. Uh, this is actually how I'm going to say it plays out. 
Texas Tech loses to Texas last game of the season and then beats Texas in the Texas or er, er, in the the Texas title game, the Big 12 title <laughs> game. Um, I think Texas Tech is going to be your winner. Again, I'm buying into that little dark horse uh, undercurrent um, thing. I think Texas is probably going to go to the playoff like TCU did last year after losing the Big 12 title game, but Texas Tech is going to win it. Honestly, that'd be hilarious. Um, I do not want to see Texas in the playoffs, so hopefully that does not happen. But I would love to see Texas Tech lose Week 13 just to win in the championship game. That'd be absolutely hilarious. That would be very funny, especially for Texas fans saying they're back. (laughs) We're back. We're back. Are you sure about that, Sam? Mr. Just give him the wide eyes because Sam Ellinger has Sam Ellinger was very back and has definitely proven it in the NFL that he is back. Oh yeah, Sam Ellinger is totally, totally back. Um, you know what else is back though? What? Week one. Week (laughs) one college football is back, which means the tipsy 10 is back, which means that our hot takes and completely wrong projections where we're losing to the fans every week is back let's do let's just dive straight into it week one is going to be an interesting week there's not a ton of like bangers this week but there are games that are worth watching that are going to be a lot of fun so what are some of the games that you are looking forward to most this week jared um i i mean obviously colorado at tcu i think tcu is going to wallop them but i'm interested to watch like i the fox promos on tv have been literally 100 colorado and zero percent tcu for that game yep um TCU is going to win by 50, but I'm interested to see how bad Colorado is. Uh, a couple other games that I think could get testy. Uh, Clemson at Duke. Uh, that's kind of an interesting one to me. Uh, I'm I'm not sure how good Duke is going to be. They've been really decent the last couple of years, and Clemson has a lot of uh, question marks. Uh, but they did bring in Garrett Riley as the OC, so hopefully that is going to flip things around for them. I don't know. That one's interesting. Uh, and then a couple of other ones that aren't exactly headliners. Texas Tech at Wyoming interesting just because you have a p5 playing out of g5 and of course it's texas tech and wyoming uh west virginia penn state i don't think that one's going to be close but wide out at night i mean come on and then toledo illinois i think that one has uh it has potential i'll say that i don't know if toledo will win the game or keep it that close but i think that one's going to be interesting for at least three quarters are there any of the games that kind of stick out to you justin that aren't on our tipsy 10 picks that are coming up later Honestly, the game that stands out to me that I think would be absolutely hilarious is Colorado at TCU, and not the actual game itself, but the game of how many times does Fox play the graphic of the poorly animated Deion Smith riding the Buffalo? <laughs> like, I, don't, I honestly don't know why they made that animation. It was absolutely so dumb. Um, honestly, Jared, I think you hit the nail on the head with some of these games. There's, there's a lot of fun things going on this week. But I think the majority of the fun games we have are in the tipsy 10 and my upset pick. So, I mean, if I'm allowed to, I guess I can just run straight into my upset pick because I do have first pick this week. Yes. Uh, let's let's remind the fans a little bit about the upset picks. We're bringing it back. We didn't really do them last year. We're bringing it back. Uh, we pick an upset. We can't pick the same as each other. Um, you get one point if your team covers and you get three points if your team outright wins. Uh, and it cannot be a game on the tipsy 10. Justin, I'm very excited. You look very excited. Tell me your upset pick. So give it to me. 
I'm super glad that I got first pick in this one because I honestly think, Jared, that you are you probably have the same game in mind. Uh, I, maybe, maybe not. I think so. But give me Northern Illinois at Boston College. Ooh, that one was on the list, dude. Oh wow. Northern Illinois at Boston College. Um, NIU is a nine-point underdog at Boston College, which kind of speaks to the poor state of uh, Boston College's program. But, um, no, I honestly think that uh, NIU will win this game outright. outright. I'm, like, I'm not shooting for one point here. I'm shooting at three points. So, uh, yeah, give me NIU at Boston College. That is a great pick, Justin. That, <laughs> that one is a great pick. Um, I Boston College has nothing. They got no, There's no reason Boston College should be a nine-point favorites, in my opinion. No. Um, that was definitely on the list for me. Mine, however, is going to be Hawaii, who hosts Stanford. Oh, this is, I mean, maybe it's just the week zero hype. Hawaii should have won that game against Vanderbilt, bro. Those refs screwed them so bad. Yeah. So many calls went Vanderbilt's way. Stanford is currently a three and a half point favorite. And I know that's already moved to overcorrect for the week zero. But I'm also going for three points, baby. Give me the Rainbow Warriors. Um, I I like Hawaii in this one. Yeah, dude. I, I that's that's another game that was really high on my list. I just don't know um, what's going to happen there. I have no clue who Stanford is. I do have a clue who Boston College is, and Boston College sucks. So uh, I I feel really comfortable with my pick. But I would not be surprised if both of us got three points this week. Yes. Uh. That. I, I'm glad we're bringing these back because it's fun to give those kind of stinker games a little bit of a, <laughs> a little bit more light. Um, yeah. Very excited there. Uh, should we get into our tipsy 10? Our tipsy 10 freaking picks are freaking back, baby. They're back. Let's go. <laughs> um, just a reminder. We do 10 games. They're straight up, not against the spread. We choose the closest games of the most interesting ones. Um, Fans have voted. The Instagram poll was up. So if you did not vote on the Instagram poll today, shame on you. Uh, Make sure you're looking out for those Instagram stories in the future. Uh, But yeah, so we'll include their picks as well. Uh, Justin, I'm just going to get right into it. Thursday night, we got the Fox game, Nebraska at Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota, seven-point favorites. This is the first game with Nebraska under Matt Rule. Uh, I'm very interested uh, in this game. I'm excited to see how Nebraska looks. Are they going to be Scott Frost-ish? Are they going to be terrible? Are they going to choke away a late game with like some special team mishap? I don't know. Um, the fans have chosen Minnesota, 59% going along with the spread. Uh, Justin, who are you picking in this game of Big Ten West not-so-heavyweights? You know, I really like Minnesota as a team, but um, I think it would be really hilarious if the Matt Rule area started out with the Matt Rule era started out with an absolute splash and just saying Scott Frost was a terrible coach. He doesn't even need that many new players. He'll still go in and win anyway. So um, I'm going to pick Nebraska on this one just because I think it'd, it'd be a lot funnier if Nebraska won this game than if Minnesota did. Um, I I agree with you. I think Minnesota – they, I, I want the Matt Rule era to be a success. I want Nebraska back. So I'm going to choose Nebraska. Um, Minnesota has some interesting storylines. They lost Mohamed Ibrahim, who is an amazing, amazing running back. 
uh, but they also lost Tanner Morgan, who was a pretty mediocre jag at quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see how they play this year. But yeah, I'm with you. Give me Nebraska just because of the storylines more than anything. Next up, we got another Thursday night 6 p.m. game. This game will be played on ESPN, where you have the Florida Gators traveling out west to take on the number 14 Utah <laughs> Utes. Um, Utah is favored by six and a half in this game, but the fans, 83% of them, have chosen Florida to win this game. Jared, Knocker. where are you at on this one? Uh, you guys know me. I'm a man of principle. I will never, ever choose Utah to win a football game. Um, give me the Florida Gators. Uh, there is n- nothing really to be excited about with this Florida team. <laughs> um, Graham oh. Mertz is your quarterback. Yes, oh, I raise just... you Graham Mertz. I raise you Graham Mertz. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. Um, I guess I'll let you take it there. I would like – what is your defense for Graham Mertz here? <laughs> Graham Mertz was the best thing that ever happened to Wisconsin. Do you remember that? And then he wasn't. Then he sucked. <laughs> then he but I wasn't. think it was because Wisconsin just sucked and just can't develop a quarterback um, because – Let's be honest. Was Russell Wilson developed by Wisconsin? No, he just transferred there. Um, so uh, I don't know. Grand I can't Mertz name any other funny. quarterbacks from Wisconsin. Nope, I, I literally cannot. Um, Billy Napier, I like him. He was a raging Cajun. So uh, uh, screw Utah. Honestly, that's my final say. Screw Utah. Go Florida. Yeah, uh, nothing else to say there. <laughs> um, that's gonna be a fun one no. though. Uh, and you know what, Riley? If you're listening to this, I'm screw Utah. I uh, love the little shout-outs, especially of that nature. Um, <laughs> we move to Friday, and we have the Battle of the Miamis. We Ooh. have two Miamis. The two Miamis are playing each other. This is awesome. Shout-out to yeah, this, is, this is great. 15 years ago that set this one up. Um, you got Miami of Ohio playing at Miami, Florida. It's not necessarily at Miami, Florida. It's more like a neutral site game because their home field is so bad. It's like 45 minutes away from campus. Nobody goes. Um, Miami, Florida is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, I don't really get why. I mean, they're a P5 team and Miami of Ohio is a G5 team, but still, I'm, I, I don't know. Um, the fans agree though, and have chosen Miami, Florida with a 71%. Justin, I see you have Miami written down. I am waiting for the last two letters. Who do you have winning this game? I'm not writing down two letters. I'm writing down four. Give me Miami of Ohio. Uh, my Dude, we have said it time and time again. Miami, Ohio is the real Miami. Miami, Florida barely even exists. The stadium doesn't exist. The school doesn't exist either. They just had one cool run in the 90s or whatever. Other than that, Miami sucks. Uh, Miami, Florida sucks. Miami, Ohio is the best team in the MAC, maybe, allegedly. So, uh, yeah, give me Miami, Ohio. Upset in the hurricane. Um, I was leaning Miami, Florida in this one, uh, just because they probably have better talent. They probably this, that, you know, and then I remember two things. Well, I remembered one thing, uh, and it was the MTSU middle Tennessee state of conference USA <laughs> slobber knockered Miami at, at home, like at, in Miami slobber knockered them. <laughs> just absolutely torched the crap out of them last year. So that was heavily weighing on my mind. Um, the fact that Mario Cristobal's, I don't get the hype with him, was also weighing on my mind. And then, to put the nail in the coffin, I heard Miami's of Ohio's quarterback 
say we're going to prove to them who the real Miami is on Saturday yep. or on Friday. So with that, give me Miami of Ohio. This may be the dumbest <laughs> yeah. pick today, but slam it. Give it to me. They're definitely covering slam that thing. Um, I, I think they can win outright as well. This is one of those Miami games where everyone is like, nope, Miami's not back yet. <laughs> this is honestly, like you said, shout out to that AD 15 years ago that scheduled this game. <laughs> Or might have might have even been like thirty five years ago, given how they're scheduling things now. Probably. Oh my goodness. Anyway, next up, we finally move on to the first Saturday of Week One. The Saturday game that we are going to be talking about is Boise State. The Broncos are traveling to Washington to take on Michael Penis and his phallic friends. Uh, <laughs> Washington is is a fourteen and a half point favorite. The fans agree, 79% of them choosing Washington to beat the Broncos. Jared, where are you at on this game on ABC? Uh, I mean, I hate, hate Boise City. They are not a state. Uh, No love for them whatsoever. I would like this to be a close game, but I want and I think Washington is going to be victorious. I think it'll probably be, in the end, a two-touchdown game, though it'll be pretty frisky for the first two quarters-ish. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going with Washington. I got to go with Washington too in this one. I honestly, I just don't think that uh, Boise state is going to be as good this year as years past. Um, BYU kind of rated their entire defense. <laughs> um, so you have that going on and you no longer have Popinga coaching the Broncos um, defense and secondary and whatever the heck he was. He was like coaching everything there. It seemed like, um, <laughs> Yeah, so give me give me Washington on this one. I actually do think that Michael Penix is a decent quarterback. Like he's 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 going to play very well, and he will pick apart the Boise State D. Yes, that has already been picked apart, as you said. <laughs> um, yep. A double picking apart for Boise City. Uh, next up, we go to ESPNU at two p.m. on Saturday for Cal at North Texas. Now, I remember when we were doing the uh, Conference USA win totals, Justin was very excited about this game. Um, yes, I see him writing in his pick. I'll just let you take it right now. Cal is favored by six and a half. Fans have picked Cal 56%. Justin, take it away, sir. Give me North Texas. I would honestly um, put money on North Texas minus 13 and a half. Um, I, I think North Texas is just going to blow this Cal team out of the water. Cal doesn't want to do anything. Like, are, are they in the ACC now? Like, who knows? But this program as a whole, I think, has just had a, for lack of a better and non-cancelable term, has had a bullet hole shot right through its chest. <laughs> like, it has it has no clue what to do at this point. The gold rush is over. Sorry, Cal. The Bears are no longer golden. The cupboard is bare. So give me North Texas. That was good. I saw what you did there. Those are some good puns. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, I'm actually going Cal on this one. I know oh, Jared. this is weird. I just, I, for some reason, I feel like Cal is going to be sneaky better than people think. I don't think they're going to be good, but I just think they're a little bit better than people think, especially with all the like expansion stuff going on and them being left in the dust. I think sneaky, they're going to be good. I think it's going to be a close game. I think North Texas will probably cover. Uh, but I still think Cal is going to win. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Cal in this one. I know, I know, I know. Oh, Jared, you poor, poor mistaken soul. (laughs) 
Well, we have a lot of fun coming on in this next game. Six, uh, sorry, 5 p.m. on Fox Sports 1, you will find maybe one of the funnest games of the weekend where the UTSA <laughs> runners take on the Houston Kiggers. Um, UTSA, who is on the road, mind you, on the road, is favored by a point and a half. Um, the fans disagree with Vegas, though. 52% of them have chosen Houston to win this game. Jared, where are you at? I'm going UTSA in this one. I think they're legit this year, and I don't think Houston's legit. I know it's at Houston, but what does that mean? It's like 40 minutes, maybe an hour or two away. Like, Houston doesn't have a great home field advantage anyway. I don't know. I'm going UTSA in this one. Uh, Houston won last year in like triple overtime. It was an absolute banger. I think UTSA does the same thing. Very, very close, but they pull it out in the end. Get revenge from last year. I think UTSA wins this game as well. In my opinion, it won't be super close. I think UTSA probably wins this game by 10 points. Uh, They easily cover the spread at Houston. Like you said, everyone in the city of Houston went to Texas A&M. They're all Texas A&M fans. Houston doesn't even have a fan base within Houston. So, uh, yep, it gave me UTSA winning that game. Uh, Next up, we have the 530 on ABC. College game day is going to be there. This is the big one. Number 21, North Carolina versus South Carolina in the Carolina Panthers stadium in the Dukes Mayo Classic. The promos say only one Carolina. So apparently one state is getting wiped off the map or I love just it. absorbed by the other state, depending on who wins this game. Um, the spread Vegas says North two and a half. The fans say North 58%. Justin, are you going with Drake May in North Carolina or Spencer Rattler and South Carolina? First of all, can I just say that I love the fact that Duke Mayo, Duke's Mayo is sponsoring a game week one. Um, this is they're not even waiting for bowl season anymore. We should just let mayonnaise companies uh just sponsor every game. Why not? Um, I'm down if your company is funny enough, you can sponsor as many games as you'd like without limit and without even having to pay for it. Um, I'm going to go with Drake May in North Carolina in this one. I think Spencer Rattler will turn some heads in this game, and I think it will be a lot closer than um. Many people are expecting Vegas expects this to be close, but I don't think a lot of people in general are thinking that this game will be close. I think it will be, but North Carolina pulls out a narrow victory. Up till this point, Justin, we've only differed on one pick so far. And right now I am very conflicted. Uh, I think UNC has the better quarterback. I think Drake may is very good. I think they have an offense that's electric. um, And I, and I trust their offense. Their defense, however, I do not trust whatsoever. Uh, on the other side of things, South Carolina, Spencer Rattler. I, Spencer Rattler was banging in the last half of last season. He is really good. Uh, he has improved from his time at Oklahoma. He's still very volatile, yes, but he's a baller, and he's going to go out there and make plays. I, I hate this pick because this is a non-principal pick, but I'm going South Carolina. Uh, I hate that I'm picking an SEC in a game that they are playing another conference uh, because I hate the SEC, but I, I don't know. I was just really impressed with the South Carolina team and Spencer Rattler the last half of last season. So I'm going to go with South Carolina here. Uh, if I'm wrong though, I will never go against my principles again for the rest of the season. You can count on that. <laughs> All right, man. Fair enough. 
Throwing principle to the wind is not a safe thing to do when it comes to college sports betting, Jared. Come on now. (laughs) College sports cheese it betting. Anyway. Um, (laughs) At 6 p.m. on ESPNU, we have one of the marquee G5 matchups. Houston, notably not G5 anymore, so UTSA-Houston is not a G5 matchup. Um, South Alabama is traveling to Louisiana to take on number 24-ranked Tulane. Tulane is a a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. The fans have chosen Tulane to win this game emphatically, 84% of them choosing the the, the, Tulane. I don't know why their mascot just escaped me. The green wave. Yeah, I don't know how the heck that escaped me. Um, That is the game that, other than the BYU game, that the fans are most confident in, 84% of them choosing Tulane. Jared, are you as confident as the fans? No. In fact, I'm choosing South Alabama to win this game. Oh, I don't know what it is about the South, but I'm picking a lot of Southern teams today. Um, I Again, I think this is going to be a very close game. I think Tulane by far has the better quarterback. Um, but I just think Tulane's just a little bit overhyped. I think they're getting just a little bit too much credit uh, for last year. I think they're great. I love their jerseys. But I really like the South Alabama team. I think their defense is going to put the clamps on Tulane. And I think their offense is going to do enough to win. I I don't know why I'm just going with South Alabama. I feel like that's a dub. Justin, are you with me or are you against me? No, nah, man. The water's got some algae in it, and that wave is going to be green. Um, I'm <laughs> picking Tulane to win this game. I think Tulane will probably win this game by mm, – I, I do think they'll cover maybe 10 to 13 points. I'm going to go with 13 points. Tulane will win this game by 13 points. South Alabama is good, but Tulane is also returning a lot from last year, and they were very good last year. I mean – they slapped around USC in the in in that bowl game, like just absolutely slapped them around. So um, I think Tulane is a lot better than people are giving them credit for. Give me the Green Wave. Yeah, I might regret that pick. I think I might. Um, let's go to Sunday. Now this game was one of the most fun Week One games that I've seen in a very long time. First half was absolutely horrific. The second half was awesome until the last like thirty seconds, and then it was who wants to win this game least. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, Sunday, 5 30 PM on ABC. We got number five LSU playing number eight, Florida state in camping world stadium in Orlando. LSU is favored by two and a half LSU chosen by the fans. 52% Justin, are you going with LSU or the Knowles in this one? I am honestly so torn on this game. Um, I didn't really do not know what's going to happen. Um, I was really, really low on LSU's quarterback last year. Um, I thought he just absolutely sucked. Why am I forgetting his name? Jaden Daniels. Uh, Jaden Daniels, yeah, who played at um, Arizona State. Um, I, just, I still don't think Jaden Daniels is that good. Um, I think Travis is going to be a better quarterback. So because of that, um, I'm not super confident in this pick. I really am not. Um, but I think Florida State might squeak this one out. Yeah, I'm with you. I, this is more of a principal pick than anything because I think these two are very evenly matched. I think they're in the same boat, right? The second tier in their conference trying to get up to that first tier. Um, I, I think it's going to be a great game again. I think it's going to be super close. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, but I just principal pick in the toss-ups, you know, you got to go with the Knowles. Can't go with the SEC ever. Yeah, can we just say it's absolutely disgusting that this is a neutral site game? Oh, my gosh. You're absolutely disgusting that neutral site game should be banned they they really should like 
there's no reason that they should they did it like why neutral site neutral site play in death valley play in doak walker stadium like are you kidding me come on imagine the environment for these games if they were played at home like i get it it's a sunday you want to make it something special right but i mean you guys aren't affiliated with the church of jesus christ a lot of days <laughs> you can play your game on campus on sunday imagine the revenue from that there's way more right like silly silly um silly Let's move on to the final game. Everyone knows it. It's BYU Sam Houston, 8-15, FS1, or LES if you can make it. They're going to stripe the stadium. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, I think it's going to be close. Uh, but let's give our win predictions, uh, our score predictions, because I think we can both say BYU is going to win. Yeah, I think BYU is going to win this game as well. That reminds me, Jared, are we blue or white in the striping? Uh, our seats are white, so we will be wearing white. We're white. Okay, we're white. Okay, gotcha. Um, we got season tickets. We'll be there uh, reporting live from the game. It's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, anyway, my score prediction in this one, um, I don't love this. I would not be super excited if this were the final score, but I don't think BYU is going to cover. I think they're going to win by 18 points, as I mentioned previously. So give me BYU winning this game 35-17. to 17. Ooh, okay. Mine is very similar. I'm going 42 to 17. I think the offense will just get one more uh, in there. I I think it's going to be closer than people think. I think 35-17 is a great pick. Uh, I'm just going with 42-17. I just think we're going to score maybe just a couple more points. Um, but yeah, I've, I'm not I'm not expecting and just an absolute like high knee kicking. I think it's going to be scrappy for the first little bit. And then we'll kind of figure it out, put them away. Starters will be in until probably the fourth quarter. Um, but I think we'll be able to put them away in the end, 42 to 17. Yeah, I don't think starters are going to be until the fourth quarter. I think BYU is going to go up maybe like 35 to three. And the last two touchdowns are going to be garbage time touchdowns. I could totally see that. I could totally see that. That's very Kalani. <laughs> yeah. Just take your starters out. You've scored 35 points. That's enough. No reason to score anymore. But <laughs> The moral of the story is BYU will win this football game. And that, Jared, concludes our first tipsy 10 of the season. Yeah, it does. I'm I'm proud of the fans. We didn't have any dissenters. We don't need to call anybody out for picking against BYU. 100%. Yep. Chose BYU. Yeah. That's like, I, I don't know. It's good to start off the season that way. I'm, 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 I'm happy about that. Heck yeah. And I think we might start that way two weeks in a row, given that we have an FCS team <laughs> next week. Hey, don't tempt anybody. I could. I could definitely see some of my family members picking SUU just to spite us. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, I think week one is going to be absolutely fantastic. We'll be doing a tailgate in the tailgating lot. Come find us. Uh, we'll be there basically all day. I mean, there's good games in every slate, and we'll have them all on. So come visit us. Come grab some grub. Um, we will not charge you, uh, by the way, uh, for grub, as some other podcasts would. Um, oh. but yeah, week one is absolutely electric. I am so excited. Northwestern versus Rutgers on Sunday morning. Oh, give me that, dude. I got 130 church right in time for San Jose State, Oregon State. Watch DJU after the sacrament. Like, this is going to be a great week of college football, even if there are limited number of quote unquote bangers. Honestly, like when you said other podcasts in the tailgate lot, 
That reminds me of the time that, and I just totally didn't know this at the time, but I was walking around the tailgate lot, handing out flyers for our podcast. Oh yeah. And handed one to Jeff Hansen of all people. <laughs> and I said, yeah, listen to our podcast. And he said, oh yeah, you know, we have our podcast too. Give them hell, Brigham. And like, for whatever reason, it just didn't <laughs> click in my mind. And I was like, oh, that's cool that you have a podcast. Uh, we'd love to have you on ours to talk about your show. <laughs> and I was like, just like one up and I'm like, yeah, boy, we're the podcast. <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Oh my gosh. That's, that's amazing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Should we give some shout outs to other BYU sports teams before we go? Because BYU sports is kind of kicking butt. They really are. Uh, women's soccer is number seven right now. Just got released today. They host number one UCLA on Thursday night. Like, these are some really good teams. Number seven <laughs> in the country already. Like, clap it up for women's soccer. That's awesome. There's your proper football for today. Yeah, who have they beat so far? They beat um, they beat uh, Rutgers. They beat Long Beach State or yeah. UC Irvine. Like they. Who was the ranked team that they beat uh, to open up the year? St. Uh, Louis. Louis. Yeah, yep. they beat St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Women's volleyball is also ranked. Number nine in the nation. We kind of already talked. I don't know. We don't. We did not talk about this we on the previous episode. Yet, yeah. They defeated number four, right? Pitt. Number five. Number five, Pitt um, in Montana for some reason. Why were they in Montana? <laughs> we will never know. We but they know. are now ranked number nine in the nation. They will host LMU, McNeese State, and UC Davis in a round robin tournament starting on Wednesday, the day that you're listening to this. Uh, shout out to them. Uh, that's That's exciting. They're very good. They they do have a lot of young pieces, though. Um, the coach said she doesn't want their team to be ranked in the top 10 yet because uh, you don't want it to get to those young players' heads. Uh, classic coach speak, right? Um, yep. But they, they they are very good. Uh, but they, they are going to have to get some young players up to speed if they really want to compete for a, for a title and a Big 12 title against, you know, the best team in the country, Texas. Um, I shout out to both of those teams um small note i will be producing the women's volleyball games on wednesday and thursday so watch those on espn plus uh yeah hopefully they don't crash and burn uh that's what we're hoping for as a production goal um (laughs) but yeah it should be exciting so definitely go check out those other those other games if you can make it to the games dude women's soccer hosting ucla that's like a once in a lifetime kind of opportunity that's going to be sold out absolutely rocking um, and, and women's soccer has a very good chance to win that game as well. So yeah, uh, a lot of winning going around BYU right now. And we just hope it continues into football season. Yeah, it's going to be freaking hype. Um, with that, I think we found a pretty natural end to the episode, didn't we? Yes, we did. No Jared transitions this time. We are what? Two hours into our recording now, just about, um, I honestly hope you guys enjoyed the episode. We, uh, apologize for having to smush so much in but um i think it ended up it it was what we had to do um hopefully we have some more time to focus on some of these games coming up in the future but schedules are crazy right now so we apologize as you guys bear with us um we are still going to pump out at least one episode a week make sure that you have all the content you need to get prepared for byu games and to look back at the byu games whether or not we want to or not (laughs) <laughs> because there will be sometimes that we don't want to there will be. uh hopefully not anything too bad but um there will be uh yeah uh anything that you want to say before we close out jared go freaking cougars college football's back 
Go Cougs. Put them wise up, baby. Wise up, baby. I love you. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Follow us. Loyal to Royal Pod. Instagram and Twitter. Bye. Leave a rating. Bye. (laughs) Rock, 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 rock